Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Yes, I changed the name of my website from Live to 110 to MyersDetox.com. And I'm so excited today to introduce my friend, Dr. Christine Schaffner, on the show today to talk about the rise of neurological disease and what what's why is that? Why is there a rise in neurological disease? And of course, the big answer is toxins in our environment, metals and chemicals and things that are interfering in our central nervous system and our brain function. And we're going to be talking today about uh, you know some statistics on the rise of neurological disease, why this is happening, things that you can do to detox your body and your brain, and also some pros and cons of IV chelation. A lot of people go to a doctor to get uh, detoxed and they're only given IV chelation as a as, you know, the one option that they have. And we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of that and when is the right time to detox using IV chelation and when is not the right time. So lots of really, really interesting things today on the show. And I'm also partnering with Dr. Christine Schaffner on the Heavy Metal Summit. That's a summit that we are co-hosting with Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, talking about um, how to detox, the most cutting-edge detox protocols, how to, you know, talking about specific metals. We have so many amazing speakers. We have 38 speakers on the summit, and I'm so excited to be doing this. Finally, I've been wanting to do a detox summit for years and years and years, and it just never came to fruition. And I was so excited when Dr. Christine Schaffner asked me to co-host this summit with her, specifically about heavy metals. But we talk about chemicals too, and we have Dr. Joan Mercola on. We have uh, we have Dr. Chris Shade. We have Dr. Daniel Pompa on the summit. All the top experts in the world on detoxification. So go check it out. Totally free. TheHeavyMetalSummit.com. January. 29th of February 5th. But on the show today, Dr. Christine Schaffer is going to be talking about the rise of neurological disease. And just a little about her, a little bit about her. She is a board-certified naturopathic physician who graduated from Bastyr University in Seattle, Washington. And prior to Bastyr, she completed her undergraduate studies in pre-medicine and psychology at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia. Dr. Schaffner is passionate about practicing medicine and creating healing spaces. She is a clinic director of Sophia Health Institute, the clinic she co-founded with her mentor, Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, in Woodenville, Washington. She actively sees patients at Sophia Health Institute and through her practices, Marin Naturopathic Medicine in California, as well as Bella Fiore Organic Med Spa and Clinic in Seattle, Washington. Along with practicing medicine in clinics she has co-created or owns, Dr. Schaffner has built partnerships and working relationships with practitioners who are committed to treating persistent Lyme disease all over the world. And through these connections, she's established a unique set of skills and knowledge to serve her patients. With her diverse skill set, Dr. Schaffner seeks to improve access, outcomes, and speed of recovery for her patients struggling with chronic illness. Dr. Schaffner, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Wendy. It's fun to chat with you today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got into the health field? Sure. Um, I'm a naturopathic doctor. I graduated from Bastyr in 2010. 
And right away, I actually had the opportunity to start working with Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt. And so I didn't really set out to, um, you know, treat Lyme disease and neurological illness. It kind of, um, my path found my um, myself there in his office. And um, from day one, I really um, started seeing some of the toughest patients um, out there. So the the type of patient population that we see, yes, or I had a new patient this week actually said, oh, you're Dr. 54, you know, so it's just um, that uh, necessity in, in that patients come after seeing a lot of different doctors, we really have to think outside of the box on, okay, what has worked and what hasn't and what, why really people are sick today. And so I feel really honored and grateful that I had uh, this opportunity that I still work with Dr. K. It's been about eight years now. And through that um, learning, we have um, really seen some really common denominators of why people are sick. And I think it's really kind of affects everybody. But again, this is where we see bio-individuality and then also just genetic expression, how people can present differently, but we still have these common denominators. And so we look at kind of all health and balance in the context of chronic infections. So that stress on the immune system. Dr. K is known for his treatment of Lyme disease and Lyme is definitely a big part of what we treat, but it's not just Lyme. You know, we look at the whole ecosystem of the body. So we look at Lyme and co-infections. We look at viral infections. We look at mold and fungus and then parasites. And so we look at um, all of these things and how that can um, can, uh, create immune stress and immune suppression. Um, And then we look at the environment. You know, that's something that you and I are both really, really passionate about. And I think really um, where we're seeing this, you know, huge rise in chronic illness, I think we have to look at the environment. And I'm happy to chat with you today about that. And that's why, you know, we came together so we could do the summit because um, the environmental factors, those are what are increasing year over year. And I think that we're just in this kind of unknown territory. It's not like one plus one equals two anymore. It's one plus one equals this, you know, huge unknown. And so we look at, you know, heavy metals, which we'll talk about. We look at, you know, pesticide and herbicide exposure, which is huge um, and increasing. Um, And then we also look at, um, you know, other environmental toxicants and then the role of electromagnetic frequencies in the body. And so um, it's usually this interplay of the immune stress and the environmental toxicity, and then plus how that interplays with our uh, unique genetic expression. So I think the field of genetics is pretty amazing. We're learning so much, but it's not like our genetics are set in stone, right? We have this whole epigenetic expression. And so um, I think these uh, influences can trigger potentially, you know, illnesses that might not um, be triggered if um, people weren't exposed to these things. And you don't necessarily have to have bad genetics in order to get sick anymore either. So we look at that in one lens. And then, um, you know, Dr. Klinghardt has this five levels of healing. And I think that's a really great um, framework to just acknowledge that we're more than our physical body. So he calls it um, physical, um, energetic, mental, intuitive, and spiritual. And he kind of took that from the yogic philosophy and um, implemented it in our framework. And it's just that kind of most people who are in alternative medicine or people who are seeing chronic illness, it's this interplay between mind, body, and spirit, right? And so we we look at that and we try to give people, of course, tools on all those levels, depending on where they're coming from and what their um, interest is in that. But I, I feel like the patients who really want to work on all of those levels see the most progress and kind of understand 
you know, their illness in a whole different, you know, framework. And so, so yeah, so (laughs) I'm rambling, but that's what, that's what, you know, that's what we do in a day, you know? And so, you know, with, um, you know, with my background, you know, I'm really, really passionate about, um, naturopathic medicine as well as, you know, really helping educate people on why they're sick. I mean, I think you see this too, Wendy, it's like so many people have um, lost years of their life, right? And it's just heartbreaking to see, you know, people go to 54 doctors before really understanding why they're sick. And so I know that you and I are trying to, you know, really educate people on these core issues so we can get people back to their life and back to um, you know, enjoying their purpose and their passion and not being ill. Yes. And that's why I respect what you do so much because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had a person contact me to get today that I'm going to refer you to that has, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Lyme and uh, mercury toxicity and signs of uh, ALS. And mm-hmm. they've been to so many different doctors and still aren't getting better. And it's just because most doctors are not looking at toxins like chemicals and glyphosate and mercury and aluminum and lead and other metals as the underlying root cause of health issues. And we know that the number one primary driver of disease today are these very toxins that we are uh, breathing in and eating and drinking every single day. And uh, our environment is very, very toxic. And that's why you and I partnered with Dr. Dietrich Klinghart to do the Heavy Metals Summit. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited about that because, you know, I really want to, and just like you do, get that message out there that if you really want to be healthy, if you want to meet your health goals, you want to have energy and clear brain function and li- live a, a long disease-free life, not on medication, you have to add detoxification to your health regimen. Mm-hmm. And, and on the Heavy Metal Summit, which you can register absolutely for free at theheavymetalsummit.com, theheavymetalsummit.com. Um, it's going to be happening January 29th to February 5th, free and online. Just go there and register. Um, you know, there's so much we're teaching people about the toxins they encounter in the environment how to detox them, like latest cutting edge detox protocols. And why don't you tell us a little bit about that and Mm -hmm. and why you wanted to participate in an event Mm -hmm. like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited as you are. And I think that we really, between you and myself and Dr. Klinghart, we brought together a really unique group of people. And um, the, the fun thing about this medicine is that we're always learning, right? This medicine is always evolving. And what we knew eight years ago is so different from what we know now, and our tools are becoming more and more elegant. And so um, I really enjoyed learning, you know, from different experts, you know, how do they tackle um, heavy metal toxicity? How do they support organs of elimination? How do they really support people getting well? And so, um, you know, there are many paths to the same road. And so we get to learn a lot of different pearls, you know, from these um, uh, individual practitioners and experts. And, you know, I think you made such a good point, you know, it's like detoxification is not just like a cleanse or, you know, a retreat. It's really a lifestyle. And I think, you know, a lot of my patients come to me and they're doing everything right. They're eating the cleanest diet. They've like EMF proof their home. You know, there's no mold in their home. I mean, they're, they're just no, like everything that they're doing is, um, what they can control. And they're still, you know, um, 
you know, have high levels of glyphosate in their urine. They have a high levels of aluminum and mercury and lead in their body. And they need these other strategies in order to get to the next level for their health. And so um, I'm just really, really excited to share all this information. And I think we really, um, you know, curated a really great group of people. And I'm just, um, I'm excited to hear the feedback and just, um, you know, how we can impact more people and get them to the right uh, resources um, so people don't have to be um, so sick anymore. Yeah, and when people sign up for the summit, they get three free talks right away. Dr. Eliza Song talking about how to detox your child. Mm -hmm. uh, Nikki Grotrix talking about, um, you know, emotional trauma and how that can impede detox. And we have so many amazing people. Dr. Joe Mercola, who's one of my heroes, one of my idols, and I'm proud to call a friend. He's talking about EMF and detox. And we have a whole day dedicated to bioenergetic detox, mm -hmm. which is so cool. And it's, it's really one of my favorite subjects right now is uh, employing, uh, you know, bioenergetics and, you know, using the body's energy field, correcting issues and energetic blocks in the energy field to facilitate mm -hmm. detox mm -hmm. uh, metals and chemicals and things. And mm -hmm. uh, we have Dr. Chris Shade mm -hmm. on the show as well, or on the summit and just so many experts in detoxification. It's really exciting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we have Dr. Seneff, who's taught us so much about um, glyphosate, and she has put, I, I learned a lot of um, unique pearls. We were really fortunate over the last five years, she's been giving us talks at Sophia Health Institute and just kind of um, really got us onto this glyphosate topic. And I'm so happy that awareness has increased so dramatically over the years, but she's putting together even more pearls on how, you know, the changes in our, our gut microbiome ac actually make the mercury more toxic in our bodies and, you know, um, due to glyphosate and things. And so um, she's just a real expert that I, um, I learned a lot from as well. Yeah, she's brilliant. I, I love talking to her. Her podcast on my show is one of the most popular podcasts we've had. It's mm -hmm. just, she's fascinating, the research that she does. So lots mm -hmm. of amazing speakers, you guys. So tune in, go register for free at theheavymetalsummit.com. It's happening January 28th. To 29th, sorry, January 29th to February 5th, 2018. So let's talk a little bit more about neurological disease. So why do you think neurological disease and dementia are on the rise? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I was saying, we see a lot of tough cases at Sophia Health Institute, and a lot of patients have some type of cognitive impairment from anything from brain fog to memory loss to Parkinson's, MS, um, Alzheimer's, early stages of dementia, um, and um, ALS. And so we see this you know, um, band um, spectrum of different uh, neurological um, illnesses. And, you know, there is a paper that clearly documents that this is on the rise, neurological illnesses on the rise. And the paper that I'm uh, thinking about really quotes that um, the increase, especially in the United States, has to be linked to a possible environmental cause. So that um, was kind of a really good, um, you know, um, affirmation for us that we're, we're on the right track. And we just know even autism, I think in um, 2001, and I think 50, or um, I can't remember, um, no, it was one in, I actually have that written down um, here, um, one in 150, I thought I was thinking 200. So in 2000, one in 150, um, one out of every 150 child, children had autism. And now in 2000, 
I believe, um, 12 or 13, one in 68. And Dr. Seneff is really, really passionate about autism. And she is just so concerned about this increased rate that if we continue down this track, we're not going to have healthy children. And that is not a fear statement. It's more of a reality statement that we have to make. Um, we have to pivot and make choices to really um, protect the future of our um, of our species. Yeah. Really, even my daughter, that. even my daughter yeah. had an autism diagnosis at mm. one point. I mean, she had a psychiatrist diagnose her with that, and luckily, mm. I knew I hit the ground running. I knew exactly what to do. Detox her. Had tons of aluminum come out. Mm. She had very intensive therapy, very intensive language school, and she's normal now. Um, but that early intervention is key, but still mm -hmm. it just speaks to so many people, even if you're in the health field, you can, you're still, you can still be dramatically impacted your family mm -hmm. and your loved ones mm -hmm. by all the toxins in our environment. Yeah. You know, and so the children are suffering and then we see the aging population are suffering too. So I think, um, with, um, the, uh, people over 65, I believe one in 10 now have dementia or Alzheimer's. And so that's huge. I mean, I, I have more and more patients who have family members who have Alzheimer's and they're fear, they're fear stricken. They're so scared that that's going to be that, um, you know, their path as well. And they're trying to figure out how can they prevent that Alzheimer's to see your loved one have no memory of their life and really need intensive caretaking. I mean, we're having on this both um, spectrums of our lifespan, this really increased need for intensive um, caregiving. And that, of course, you know, we're not motivated by this, but if societal cost, you know, that's a huge cost to society and that you just see so many people taken out of a healthy life. And um, so we, we know, Wendy, for a fact that this is on the rise and you know, you and I are going to have a very clear, you know, this is not just a genetic issue, right? This is definitely not a random event um, in history. There is a clear cause. And so, um, you know, I, I seem to think um, heavy metals, of course, plays a huge, you know, a huge role in this. And we know that heavy metals are neurotoxic, right? So the definition of a neurotoxin is something that is going to be, have an adverse, um, you know, effect on the nervous system, right? So, our brain, our spinal cord, our um, our neurons in our body, and so um, you already just mentioned aluminum, right? So aluminum, we have this huge increase in exposure. Um, Chris Exley, who's a professor, he, um, he has too much sun, right? But we don't have that problem today. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Chris Exley, he's a professor that I know that you both, uh, you and I both, um, know his research in that. He really, um, he calls it the age of aluminum or aluminium, they say in Europe. And so we just have this huge exposure in our food, in our water, in our personal care products, in our air, and in the vaccines. You know, the yes. vaccines are not, you know, I know this is a controversial topic, but it's actually very well studied. But they have shown that the aluminum adjuvants have a huge effect on the nervous system. And so we know that, you know, um, the increase in aluminum adjuvant use is linked to neurological disease. Um, I know that they've shown studies looking at, um, you know, the connections of Alzheimer's and aluminum in the brain. Chris Exley actually measured 
brain, the brain weight um, in deceased people from Alzheimer's, and they found um, higher amounts of aluminum content in a brain that has dementia or Alzheimer's than a healthy brain. Yes. Um, and so we, we know that to be true. Um, there's a great book if people want to really, you know, fact check and look at this for themselves. Um, I think it's called Miller's Vaccine Review, and he goes through like research to show um, the impact of a lot of different components of the vaccine. But we know to be true that the aluminum adjuvants, um, you know, we bypass all those natural protective barriers when we um, inject something into the skin. And um, so that is going to, of course, um, have a more neurological damaging effect. Aluminum can affect the blood-brain barrier, so it can make that more permeable. Um, it can create a lot of what we call neurovascular inflammation. So the blood going into the brain, the vasculature in the brain is going to be more permeable. Um, and so, you know, aluminum is a, a big topic, and we we look at that. It's you know, you you want to try to avoid heavy metals as much as possible in your life because once they get in your your body and your brain, they do take time to get out, you know? So it's something that, you know, I want people to have as much informed choice as they, they can when they're making these decisions for themselves and their children. Um, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, Stephanie Seneff will get into is like, you know, again, aluminum, we know aluminum is bad enough, but you put aluminum in the context of other heavy metals or aluminum in the context of glyphosate, we see this, you know, potent synergistic effect that creates more neurotoxicity and more, um, you know, more bioavailability too. So I just want to drive the point home that um, even if it was just aluminum, that's bad enough, but you put it aluminum in the uh, human body with um, the super toxicity that we all are in, um, we're still trying to figure out what is that actually doing, you know, to our brain and our nervous system. Yeah. And there's very few studies on how toxins and chemicals can potentiate each other mm -hmm. and make each other worse. There, there's worse. There's been some with food coloring done. And we know mm -hmm. when like FDNC yellow and blue are put together, it makes mm -hmm. children much worse, much worse hyperactivity. But there's mm -hmm. really very few studies about how these toxins and metals coming together uh, mm -hmm. make the the effects worse. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, it's like that precautionary principle, right? You know, we're still in this, you know, age of unknown and I rather err on the side of a caution and avoidance rather than, um, you know, just crossing our fingers and waiting and seeing what happens. I, I think we're kind of in that right now. Yeah. And we have some, a few speakers on the, the heavy metal summit talking about vaccines and the toxins in vaccines and okay. how those can negatively impact our health. And definitely my daughter having such okay. high levels of aluminum, she got those from vaccines mm -hmm. before I kind of clued into that. I was uh, vaccinating her and stopped at about 18 months, but they had a profound effect on her neurologically and her ability to speak. Mm -hmm. And luckily I was able to detox that and get her, her, her speech, you know, mm -hmm. um, I know her, her, mm -hmm. uh, you know, words back or language back and language acquisition mm -hmm. early enough, but a, a lot of children with autism, mm -hmm. you know, aren't that lucky and, um, mm -hmm. or a lot of, you know, language deficiencies and sensory issues. So, uh, let's talk about some of the other metals that mm -hmm. can potentially cause mm -hmm. neurological mm -hmm. disease and dementia. Yeah, you know, there's, um, you know, we look at aluminum, of course, as a huge, um, you know, trigger. And I think that the it rise in neurological disease is linked to aluminum primarily. But there's also, of course, mercury. And I know that we're all familiar with mercury. Um, 
you know, we've been, you know, with all of our patients, we advocate for amalgam removal. Um, you know, amalgams are still placed in in mouths, and um, you know, over time, that's going to be a significant exposure. The mercury vapor can get into the cranial nerves, and the cranial nerves can, through what we call retrograde axonal transport, get into the brain. So, and then one, you know, mercury is one of the most neurotoxic substances you know, out there. And so, um, you know, we, we definitely want to, um, you know, avoid, um, mercury in your mouth, which is really close to the brain. And I, I'm still surprised with some of my patients who come to see me that they still haven't been educated, um, about that. There's so much more education now, but, um, that, that I see so many huge improvements when that, um, that's done, people feel better typically right away. And, you know, just as an area of, um, you know, caution, like if you definitely want to work on your, um, you know, health and do heavy metal detoxification. If you still have mercury amalgams in your mouth, I would highly suggest that you see a biological dentist to get these removed safely because you're going to be not only, um, you know, you're going to be trying to detoxify while you're still having an active exposure and you can be more reactive to treatment when you still have amalgams in your mouth. Um, Jonathan Lansom on the Heavy Metal Summit, he um, is very passionate about this topic and he goes through a lot of information about you know, why we have amalgams, the safety, you know, the politics, and um, we talk more and more about biological dentistry. Um, but I just want people to know, like, um, you know, there's, um, you know, definitely that's a huge exposure. And then we have a lot of environmental exposures, you know, from coal burning to the fish that are polluted in the, um, you know, the ocean. Um, thimerosal has been taken out of a lot of the vaccines, but I believe it's still in the flu vaccine. What a, is there? In it, I think maybe one other vaccine it might still be in. Um, but um, you know, mercury's definitely getting a little bit more phased out of the vaccinations. But again, we have the aluminum issue. Um, and mercury can affect, um, once it gets into the neurons, um, in the tubulin, it can affect the functioning and the fire, firing of the neuron. And, you know, I'm, you know, I, I know that you had me on before and we talked a lot about this glymphatic system, right? And the glymphatic system, I think, is such an important topic about how our brains detoxify at bedtime. And that's why sleep is so important. And that whole system is dependent on a type of cell in the brain called an astrocyte. Um, and the astrocytes help to clean up the brain. They're kind of the pacman of the brain, if you can kind of think about that. But they also have a very important job of regulating the flow of lymph um, and the lymphatic system movement at night. So when you have um, metals in your brain, the astrocytes and the other glial cells, an astrocyte is a type of glial cell, they become damaged, right? And so they become um, less and less and more, um, less and less efficient. And what happens there is then where our natural mechanisms to clear waste and um, metals out of the brain is compromised, you know. So um, I think that's a really important mechanism to think about when we're cleaning up the the brain. How do we um, improve the health of the lymphatic system and get that natural mechanism that we have to work better? Um, so we have mercury. Um, we have lead. Lead. Um, you know, lead is out of the um, lead is out of um, gasoline. It's still used in airplane fuel, I believe. Um, and, and then older homes still have leaded paint. Um, you know, we still have a lead exposure. And um, if you had a lead exposure during the time when gasoline was leaded and everything, you could be storing that lead in your bones. And then 
Um, as you age and we break down our bones, we can basically release the lead in our bones. And um, a lot of menopausal women actually will um, have that osteoporosis picture and then they start getting a cognitive decline, which can also be the lower hormones, but it also can be the lead in their system. And lead is, has a very significant impact on our um, IQ or, you know, um, it just a really, uh, it's a huge one. It affects the hippocampus and our cognitive functions. So, um, you know, lead, you, uh, we know this um, even in conventional medicine, um, they, they uh, test young children for lead because um, we saw with Flint, Michigan and everything, that whole um, you know, lead exposure, I believe in the, in the water, um, you know, damage the brains of young children. Stephanie, actually, I don't want to give away her, um, some of her pearls, but she talked about, um, how she thought Flint, Michigan was absolutely more susceptible to lead exposure in the water in the presence of glyphosate. So, um, because they have a lot of sugar beets, um, there's uh, like a genetically modified sugar beet, um, production there. So, um, and then, um, Arsenic, I believe, has been um, linked to um, lower brain weight, um, so just kind of, um, you know, a decreased volume of the brain. Um, Dr. Pizzorno actually talks a lot about arsenic in our conversation. Um, arsenic can be found in the water, it can be found in um, chickens, um, it can be, people can have more exposure than they think about, you know, with arsenic. Um, and then um, cadmium, cadmium is a... Um, carcinogen. Um, and we know that cadmium, um, you know, is an, also a neurotoxin. So, um, you know, those are kind of, um, the ones that, um, I'm are always on the top of my mind, but we're learning more. I mean, I see more uranium in people, more thallium and thorium in people. Um, I know you have your pulse on this too, uh, Wendy, but, um, those are the ones that kind of I'm always thinking about because if you can kind of gear, if you can identify exposure and then gear your treatment to at least that array of metals, you usually capture, you know, a lot of them that can come out and you're improving the detoxification of the body overall. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have to know every metal that you have in your body to get proper treatment and proper detoxification. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do like a hair mineral analysis and, mm -hmm. you know, there's other tests as well for metals, but a hair mineral analysis is a really good start. It won't show you all the metals you have, but in, a, a, you know, creating a treatment protocol based on a hair mineral analysis, you can capture a lot of the metals. But tell us mm -hmm. about the metals testing that you like to do mm -hmm. and that you recommend so people can find out what toxicities that they do have that might be, you know, uh, lead them to be prone to neurological disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, metal testing is imperfect, right? You know, there's definitely... Um, you know, it, it's a snapshot of the body burden, right? And so um, I think you make the point a lot that it's like, just assume you have heavy metal toxicity, because I, I do, I don't think anyone's immune to it. I actually think living on planet Earth, at this point, we have an exposure, and some of us are going to do better with it than others. And if you acknowledge that and make detoxification part of your lifestyle, that's going to lead to health um, down the road. And so, um, so we use at Sophia, we use a lot of urine provocation tests. So we, you know, that's kind of the standard and, you know, functional medicine and, um, you know, um, people who do alternative um, medicine, but it's not perfect. So the whole thought process is that we give people what we call a chelating agent. So something like DMSA or DMPS or EDTA, and that basically pulls metals, um, 
Each of them have slightly a different affinity, but mostly it's primarily mercury, mercury and lead. All of those, you know, capture. And then um, you collect your urine for six hours. Some people do 24 hours, but we usually do six hours. And then we get a snapshot of that body burden, you know, and it's not going to be perfect, you know, because, again, when you think about it, you have to have um, – Good minerals. Your body, you know, where the metals are, are hard to measure usually. So when you have metals in your brain, they're not going to come out in a urine test, you know. And then over time, what we can see as we're detoxifying the body, some people can get frustrated because they're like, oh, I only was, you know, 15 on mercury. Now I'm 30, you know, for a period of time if we're comparing. And I'm like, oh, good, more mercury is coming out of your, your body, you know, that it was there, you know. So it's like, it's not this linear thing where you have this much mercury and we're whittling it down. I see that it comes out in waves um, depending on kind of where we are with treatment and mineral repletion and detoxification. And so that's kind of a standard of um, that we use. We also use the oligo scan um, at Sophia. Um, you know yeah, that, tell us about that. That's really interesting. Yeah, that, it's really, it's a cool um, other diagnostic. Why I like it is because you don't have to do um, a urine provocation. So remember, if you still have heavy metals in your mouth, I'm not going to give you a chelating agent. Or um, if you're too weak or sick, you know, I might not do that right away because of, um, you know, I wanted to do it as safely as possible. And so the oligoskin can again, again, give us a um, snapshot of the tissue body burden. It's not, again, perfect. You have to kind of take all of these clues together. And then again, you know, people are in our office, we just assume that this is part of their problem as well. Um, but it uses something called spectrophotometry. So it's using principles of light to measure tissue resonance of minerals and metals. So every mineral and metal has a signature that basically is able to be assessed and identified on a light assessment. And then that gets printed out. And this actually uh, picks up aluminum more than any other test. Again, DMPS, DMSA, and EDTA that are typically used for chelation don't grab aluminum. So you can miss a lot of aluminum in these urine metals tests. And so the oligoscan is cool because it picks up, everyone is aluminum, by the way. You know, it's just that test. Yeah, everyone, yeah. Yeah, prove, prove that to me. And higher than we, you know, than I would like to admit, you know, it's like, it's definitely, um, over the years, I mean, I, we of course assume mercury and lead, but aluminum has just kind of gotten to that higher level of priority because of what we know it does to the brain and the nervous system and then seeing people's loads. So the oligoscan I like because, um, it's like a five minute test. You have to know your blood type. Um, but five minute test, really easy. And it can demonstrate, especially people, this is a new idea or a new thought. It's a very tangible way to see uh, a metal burden. And it, it correlates with symptoms and um, the clinical picture. So I do think it's a valuable test. And then um, we don't use hair mineral tests enough. Um, I'm, I'm I'd love to learn from you again and, you know, use that, you know, you use that more, you know, you just get in your rhythm, right? But, you know, it can show active exposure, right? And then it can show that whole, you know, mineral um, piece because yes. if you're mineral deficient, you're going to be in what we call a metal retention pattern. Your body's not going to be able to let go of metals when you're mineral um, depleted. So I know a big strategy for you and your programs is giving people the right minerals that yes. they're loving and then their body starts naturally getting rid of um, metals, which I think is a really um, safe and great strategy to use. Yes, um, it's a, a natural way to to remineralize the body. It's a very natural way to, to detox metals. And it's a great start, especially mm -hmm. people that are really, really sick. You know, so we know mm -hmm. that everyone's mineral deficient. 
to, to a large degree and everyone needs to take minerals no matter what, even if they're not doing a detoxification mm -hmm. program, but it really helps the body just on its own gently start detoxifying. And, and I love hair mineral analysis. It's one of my first loves and I love teaching people uh, about it. And um, it's great because, you know, I, I, you know, I don't have a clinic where people come to. So mm -hmm. using hair mineral now to the oligo scan, you have to do it in person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so it's the hair mineral analysis is a great way because uh, people can't. It's a great way for people to do a metals test without having to go anywhere, not mm -hmm. having to travel anywhere. And so mm -hmm. people can be served and, and do a detox program that live in, say, Egypt or mm -hmm. uh, Thailand or a place where they don't have alternative medical practitioners or testing equipment like that anyone mm -hmm. in the world can do a hair mineral analysis and and that's mm -hmm. just one reason to use it but i think it's a a great three-month average uh, tissue sample what's you know mm -hmm. coming out in the body but it's it's by no means perfect not no there's mm -hmm. no no perfect metal test mm -hmm. that will tell you everything uh, every metal that you have in your body yeah. um so let's talk about some of the ways to approach heavy metals Mm -hmm. um, with neurological disease. So mm -hmm. what are some of the ways that people can uh, mm -hmm. detox these metals that cause mm -hmm. neurological disease? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so we're, we look at, you know, again, every person, you know, um, globally, right? So we look at the whole body when we're looking at um, everyone individually. And so, uh, you know, something that I know you um, really feel passionate about, too, it's like, in order to have um, effective, safe detoxification, you have to support all of our organs of elimination. And so primarily the kidney, we were, we're really concerned about the kidney when we do metal detox because the kidneys are, um, we don't want to damage them and we want to make sure that they're eliminating properly so that when we uh, start pushing metals out, that they are open and that they are um, able to handle that burden. And so the kidneys are always important. Of course, the liver and the gallbladder, uh, Chris Shade, um, who's great, he, um, is the founder of Quicksilver. He has um, pioneered a lot of great liposomal products and detoxification products with alkylation. He talks a lot in our um, summit about um, the role of bile and the liver and how to um, really support um, detoxification from that angle. So we want to make sure that the liver and the bile flow are working properly. And then again, that people are eliminating. So we want to make sure that they're um, having regular bowel movements. And so a lot of times, um, you know, when people are sick, the peristalsis in their gut um, can be compromised. And so we do whatever we can to get that going from using magnesiums to um, vitamin C to other herbs. And then um, coffee enemas and colonics are, you know, something that we use all the time. And then we pay attention a lot, you know, um, to the lymphatic system. So the lymphatic system is, um, you know, we have the glymphatic system in our brain. That's the lymph system in our brain, which is actually a new discovery. You know, that, that actually has only been known for maybe three or four years that we have this whole network of lymph in our brain. And then we have a huge lymphatic system in our um, the rest of our body. And um, I think everyone probably knows about lymph nodes. So those are kind of areas um, of um, high concentration of where the lymph is um, getting cleansed and everything. But the lymph system is where our blood and our connective tissue essentially gets cleared out. Um, and so the lymph system requires... Um, movement and usually other types of mechanical drainage methods um, to really um, have an effective treatment. And so I always kind of think about the kidneys, the colon, the liver, and the gallbladder, the lymph system. And then, you know, the lungs and the skin are part of the excretory um, organs as well. But that 
all of that is working properly or that my patients at least have tools on all of those levels. You know, there's a lot of home detox you can do from casserole packs, again, coffee enemas, dry skin brushing, Epsom salt baths, you know, all of these things um, that are in place. And then we also, a big part of our treatment is um, our binders. So we use this kind of foundational approach. Um, Binders are going to be things like um, modified citrus pectin. We both like pectisol. Um, Chris Shade has IMD or BioPure has Metal Sweep. It's a um, silica-based binder that's going to grab metals from the intestinal lining. We we use a lot of chlorella. Um, there are other green algaes that are helpful as well. Um, we use a um, form of zeolite powder that's very specific called um, zeobind. Um, and then there's, of course, charcoal, clay, you know, all of these other things. But binders, essentially, you take them away from food. And so when they're sitting in then an empty stomach and then when you eat, and that bile basically exits the liver and enters the intestines. The binders are there to bind what's that coming out of the bile that are usually that's where, you know, mold toxins are going to come out of. That's where um, heavy metals will exit as well. Um, and other environmental chemicals that are getting processed by the liver that those binders can bind and um, bring them out of the body uh, via the stool rather than, um, you know, get recirculated in the system um, and essentially um you know, affect the kidney or, you know, other um, organs of elimination. So we we absolutely have binders and supporting organs of elimination as like a foundation, you know, to all of our protocols. And then it just depends where people are, right, Wendy? It's like, um, you know, for us, you know, because we're seeing a lot of sick people, we will use um, chelation. Um, I kind of think you have to meet the force of the, um, you know, the, your intervention with kind of the how sick someone is sometimes. And when um, people are at that point that they have, I kind of think about, we have metals in us for man-made reasons, you know, and so we need sometimes a stronger agent to go and be able to deal with that burden. And, you know, there's a time and a place for all medicine, right? And so I feel like um, when this is, do- um, you know, we have a form of energetic testing as well that we use. So we always verify that the patient is going to be, you know, ready on a lot of levels before we do this. But when it's done at the right time with the right support, it can be a game changer for people. So I just, you know, there's a lot of fear about chelation, which I totally get because when it's done wrong, it's dangerous. But when it's done right, it can be um, that tool that gets people kind of back into their life and being able to um, it knocks down the burden enough where then all these other things can um, keep them going. So yes, yeah. Tell, tell us exactly. So you ever heard of IV chelation? Mm-hmm. Tell people exactly what that is. Yeah. So um. So when we say chelation, I, I'm specifically talking about three agents, and what they're called are um, they're chelating agents because their biochemical structure have a, an affinity for. Um, different heavy metals, and they have a way that they complex them and the, how they can exit the body. And so um, so there's DMPS, DMSA, and EDTA. Those are the ones that I primarily are familiar with. There are a few others, but the, the, those are kind of the ones that you're going to most often hear talked about in heavy metal detoxification. And um, DMPS has a, fi- a high affinity for mercury. Dr. Klingert's favorite agent is probably DMPS um, and also lead. Also these what we call sulfhydryl affinitive metals. And so what that means is these are sulfur binding metals. And so sulfur is everywhere in our body, right? And so metals have an impact where they they get into things like um, they disrupt our collagen like because of the sulfur in our collagen or can affect, um, you know, the blood brain barrier or, you know, all of these different 
tissues that have sulfur in them because of their sulfur loving properties. And so what we can do is we can take an agent that binds specifically to those um, sulfur groups on a heavy metal, and then the agents have different ways of exiting. So some kind of go over the kidney more, some go through the liver and the um, the out, out the digestive tract more. And so you just try to pair the um, agent um, with um, kind of people's presentation. So we have DMPS, um, which is typically injected, injected or IV. Um, that can also be compounded as an oral agent. There's DMSA that's also very strong for lead and mercury and the other sulfhydroaluminum metals. That's usually a capsule. Um, Dr. Uh, Pizzorno, again, he talks a lot about the use of um, DMSA in his research and uh, finds that's a huge um, beneficial tool to really knock people's um, body burden. And then EDTA, to be honest, I don't use a lot of EDTA. It is used in IVs. Um, there's also a lot of suppositories. Um, it's a weaker chelator. It can be helpful for um, lead. And then also um, in our world, you know, we look at metals with biofilm as well, because um, when we look at the um, world of a chronic infection, um, infections can live in biofilm communities that are held together by um, metals. And so when you, um, you can kind of um, penetrate or kind of get into the biofilm by stripping out those heavy metals. So EDTA sometimes can be thought of as like a biofilm um, agent. And so so we, we choose, depending on the individual, where they are, um, what's accessible to them, and then we, you know, come up with a program. And so, um, so yeah, so metal chelation is definitely safe, but you have to remember, number one rule, don't ever do metal chelation if you have amalgams in your mouth. I've seen that done way too many times, and that can aggravate you. And then you want to make sure that you have... Um, you know, recent blood work and make sure that your liver and your kidneys look good and that you're doing all these foundational steps. And then um, in the light of that, you know, um, you can, um, you know, work with your doctor to find an effective tool. We do a couple different things at Sophia just because we use an injection technique called neurotherapy. So we can combine metal detox agents, not only IV, but also in the areas where the metals are. Like, uh, there are a lot of patients who have pain in their body, secondary to heavy metals. And so mm -hmm. we can do some um, neurotherapy patterns and injections, and that can help flush metals out of the connective tissue and create a lot of pain relief. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we think about like that fibromyalgia type pain can be uh, related to mercury and heavy metals. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. We definitely know that. Yeah. And and it's then I'm glad we, we brought or you brought this up the, the heavy metal chelation mm -hmm. via IV because mm -hmm. while it might not be for everyone, if you have someone presenting with cancer or ALS or mm -hmm. very very severe life threatening illnesses, you have to act fast. You have to do something mm -hmm. drastic to save mm -hmm. that person's life or if they've had an acute lead exposure mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be, um, you know, that there's a time and a place for mm -hmm. something like that. And it shouldn't, people shouldn't be afraid of it, but you want to mm -hmm. make sure you go to someone that knows what they're doing. Cause I think mm -hmm. a lot of functional medicine practitioners, they might only offer that as, mm -hmm. as a means. So I think maybe that might be kind of a warning sign if that's the only thing that mm -hmm. they offer in the realm of heavy metal detoxification. That to me would be a red flag that they mm -hmm. might not have explored other avenues or mm -hmm. other means, gentler means to detox people and their patients. 
Um, mm-hmm. So why don't we talk a little bit about some of the dangers of IV chelation, like some mm-hmm. of the things that can be problematic, as long as we're on the subject, mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the problems that people can experience if it's not done correctly? Yeah, I mean, I think um, kidney function is going to be really important. Remember, if we're doing something IV, we're going to introduce it in the bloodstream and the um, the um, blood gets filtered out through the kidneys, right? So if there's any kidney compromise that's going to affect, um, you know, the safety of um, being able – you don't want to all of a sudden – ask the kidneys to excrete a bunch of heavy metals that are already hard to get out on a compromised kidney. So that's why we use binders and you check um, kidney function. And then um, minerals, you know, so um, these come, I think why um, chelation gets the bad rap is because people are like, oh, it's going to pull the good minerals too. And there's truth in that, you know, but there is a way to replete people while you're doing this. So if you're going to go to somebody and do chelation, they absolutely need to have a mineral program as part of your treatment. So, um, you know, you can take oral minerals and then depending on the type of chelation that you are doing, you can do IV minerals as well. There are different kind of um, formulas from mineral IVs to Myers cocktails. So you're getting these nutrients um, introduced back in um, that might be, um, you know, everything almost has a little bit of a cost benefit, right? So there is a cost benefit to chelation. And um, I do find um, you know, because we look at all these things, I see very um, minimal adverse reactions to chelation. But I would say the the biggest things are um, the dangers are if you still have amalgams and someone's chelating you, um, if they don't put a mineral program in place, um, something with like zinc and magnesium and also the B vitamins, um, and then kidney function, and then just not looking at this whole system of how we do binders and um, you know, support all the organs of elimination. So you shouldn't have to feel bad going through chelation. And if you do, that means something's under treated or under addressed. Yes. A very, very good point. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, you can detox and feel decent. And I'm not saying you're always going to feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will have detox symptoms and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. but it should be mild. It shouldn't be something that impedes your life or ability to work, mm-hmm. but you know, you have to deal with some unpleasant symptoms sometimes. Yeah. Dr. K always says the only way out is the way through. Yes. It works <laughs> so, at the fire. <laughs> there is that, you know, but there, you shouldn't be, it should definitely be, that should be a minimal part of the process. And it absolutely can be mitigated by, um, these strategies. The yeah. Strategy. You should not be depilitated or debilitated. Yeah. Definitely should yeah. not be. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, about what you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today. It's something that mm-hmm. I like to ask all of my guests. So what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on that? You know, that's a good question. You know, I mean, I really, you know, not to sound like a, you know, broken record, but I, I think it's this increasing environmental pressure on the human body. And I think that unfortunately, you know, I'm, I love America. I love the United States as a woman. I feel very privileged and honored to be able to um, be here and have the freedoms that we do. And I think, you know, obviously this is a challenging time, you know, for the U.S., but um, I think there's a lot of great things. But I think that we all, instead of just, uh, we all have to become activists, right? You know, once you know the, the things that we know, you have to absolutely, you know, share in your community and make the decisions and um, that you can with the information that you have. So how do you vote with, you know, really wanting clean food, clean water, clean air? How do you, um, 
you know, challenge the current system that I believe is more profit driven than um, human intentional driven. If you can see, you know, why are people making these decisions? You know, um, you know, there definitely is a financial motivator rather than uh, the fact that, I mean, we're still putting amalgams in people's mouths. Uh, A dentist told me last week that I went out to dinner with is because the ADA still has um, a patent on amalgams and that doesn't run out until 2020, you know, and so it's just, you know, it's crazy making, you know, and so these, you know, unfortunately, we live in a time where there are freedoms of speech, but, you know, especially in the alternative health community, um, you know, it's dangerous to still speak out. But I I do believe you can't be quiet to this. And we all have to do what we can. Um, I just see too many sick people and too many people being taken out of their life who have so much to give that um, I, I just feel like, you know, this environmental um, you know, impact that we're all, um, you know, just, um, without, you know, it's really without our consent being, being exposed to that. We all have to, um, pivot and find a way that we can have healthier, um, and safer communities. Yeah, it is. It's, that's, that's so shocking. Mm-hmm. That you, I didn't know that, that the ADA has a patent on mercury amalgams. That is disgusting. And that, yeah. that is still why it mm-hmm. is recommended and people are, there are, dentists are lied to and told that it's perfectly safe mm-hmm. when we know there's thousands mm-hmm. of studies that show mercury is very mm-hmm. very toxic it's toxic and even lethal mm-hmm. um so that's shocking so you know mm-hmm. it, it just begs the um you know the question that you know you really can't rely on the medical system or anyone to take care of you you've got to educate yourself because mm-hmm. your mainstream medical doctor is not going to be addressing or mm-hmm. looking at toxins mm-hmm. uh, unless they're a brilliant doctor and they're doing mm-hmm. alternative medicine. So unless they're doing that, unless they're a brilliant doctor, they're not going to be looking at these uh, number one primary drivers of disease today. And mm-hmm. that's why you and I, Dr. Schaffner, created uh, you know, or co-hosted the Heavy Metal Summit. So I beg everyone, go, knowledge is power, go educate yourself, go mm-hmm. register for free at theheavymetalsummit.com. And that's happening January 29th to February 5th, 2018. So we hope to see you guys there. We're super excited. Um, you know, we have 38 speakers speaking on this uh, just landmark event to help you address the underlying root cause of your health issues and your fatigue and brain fog and, you know, all the health issues affecting you and your loved ones. We want to really empower you and teach you how to detox. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Wendy. I'm so grateful that we collaborated on this project and it's, it's just so fun to see this all come to fruition. Yes. All our months of hard work. (laughs) Finally. Yay. Yeah. So everyone, thank you so much for listening and Dr. Schaffer, tell people where they can find you, how they can work with you and just learn more about you. Thank you. So, um, again, you know, the heavy metal summit, um, I have a lot of my information there and, um, um, I'm primarily see patients out of Sophia health Institute. We're in Woodinville, Washington, outside of Seattle. We have a great team of practitioners and, you know, we all get busy, but a big passion of ours is to train other future leaders in the field of this medicine. And Dr. Klinghart does an excellent job on training all of us. And so, um, Sophia HI.com is our website. And then I have my own website where you can just learn more about, um, you know, what I'm up to, what I'm doing and where I'm speaking at drchristineschaffner.com. Yes. And you have a podcast also yeah, that you're launching. I'm, no, I'm so excited. This is long overdue, but, um, this was a real wonderful deadline to meet doing the summit. So it's called the spectrum of health. And my, my goal, I feel like, 
I just am so honored to be in the seat that I'm in and that I get to meet so many great experts in the field and they're teaching us constantly. So I just want to bring that information more quickly to our community and our audience. So I'll be just um, interviewing people that are on my path and that I'm learning from and just sharing that information as I receive it as well. And do you see patients remotely? So they do they have to come in the clinic to get an appointment with you? You know, that's a great question. Right now, um, we do um, have, um, you know, we do require people to come in person to establish care. Um, because we, we do that for a number of reasons, um, we also use a hands-on energetic technique um, that I find is very valuable. And, um, you know, pe- most of our patients come from out of town. We understand it's in a commitment and um, definitely, you know, um, uh, an ask. But um, we find that we are able to deliver the best care when we meet people in person and then we can manage people uh, remotely. So, um, you know, it can be a combination of both. And then, and then, you know, we have, we try to hook people into their communities as well, um, depending on where they live um, with our network and share more local resources so they can get that one-on-one care in their community as well. Dr. Chopper, thank you so much for coming on the show. I so appreciate it. It's so good. It's always a pleasure talking to you because you're such a wealth of knowledge about Mm -hmm. detoxification. And definitely there's so many people suffering from neurological disease and from central nervous system disorders and from dementia. It's really a a plague on our society, especially the the elderly community. Um, So thank you for shedding some light on some of the underlying root causes of that. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks for having me on your show today. All right. Thank you. 